You're listening to Podhaven. I know. It's just the weekends are just so noisy in my place. <laughs> there we go. Zero, stop, stop. Because I explained it to you fully that's, before we started. That's the you thing, you comprehensive have to do. instructions. My memory is awful. I forget every time, and my, that's just it's except what I you, need. you somehow don't forget a bunch of shit about episodes that what you weren't in that I, I don't even remember. It's just the way my brain works. It's very bizarre. <laughs> you know what fucks me up? Speaking of that, oh yeah, I never remember the anal phantom. <laughs> I'm the reason it's called the Anal Phantom. <laughs> I gave it that name. You've forgotten your own child. Left I it forgot. alone in the woods. Yeah. That, that's oh, literally what happened. Stick it up your bummo! Don't do that. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I have no further but insubordination. Don't, don't you love me, Daddy? No, Please, you, you've Daddy. made this wrong now. You've made this bad and wrong. And Please, bad. Daddy. I'm freezing out here. Why are there Daddy. two of you now? <laughs> <laughs> There's two anal phantoms now. Your neglect... Th- through cell... Your my neglect, neglect caused has... cell division. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, On a sh- macro... Phantasmal level. Yeah, the sheer grief of it allowed them to breed by mitosis. <laughs> Grief-based mitosis. It's it's well documented in the science. It is. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite a phenomenon. Yeah. Shall we actually start talking about the yeah, podcast? Let's introduce yeah, ourselves okay. and get on with the stuff. Do the do the fun things. Hello and welcome to the Empty Haven podcast, the bi-monthly podcast, apparently, but not the bi-monthly that we were doing before, because apparently we're doing this every two months rather than every, twice a month. Yeah, yep. we need to keep this pace. Uh, I guess we need to get this pace packed up again. <laughs> yeah, we need to We need to get on it. The problem is we can't just pre-record a bunch of shit because we're talking about stuff that's just happened. It needs yeah. to be current. This is a curse we really set for ourselves. Current buns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually have anything to add to that conversation. Yeah. I just wanted to be included. Okay. Well, that's Josh Rivers. <laughs> uh, and I think that's all the introduction you need to understand him, was that? Yeah. Uh, and the other one is Martin Bryson. That's me. I'm, 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 I'm the not English one, that's how you can tell. Yeah. Except that, like, people from where you live now are probably going, Oh, these British accents. I know, they do as well. I'm, I'm also a new character, because <laughs> we can't have a voice on this podcast without it generating a new character. Every voice springs forth fully formed as a new living being. You fool, you know that every voice we do forms its own ego. It does. I'm, Bur- I'm Bordeaux Gorbane. <laughs> Bordo Gorbane, <laughs> Wayne Baron of the East Coast. Yeah, I love to fuck. 
okay, now, I'm now going it's sounding now. a lot like Goofy from King Kingdom Hearts to me, and I can't unfortunately oh, Goofy, Goofy likes from to Kingdom Hearts no, Three. No, out don't, now. don't do that, because now I'm picturing oh, okay. Goofy as that one guy from the first fucking Kill Bill. <laughs> I also like to fuck. But you can't do Gorsh. that to me. <laughs> Don't put me in this position. Okay, I I just remembered something. So during the break between the last two episodes, yeah, I binged the entirety of the podcast Cheap Show. Oh yeah. Uh, and something that they do in Cheap Show is create an untenable amount of characters constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, which is also what we do. Yeah, I realised. Um, and. I don't, I don't know who's stepping on whose bet at this point. I mean, I feel I like... I think what needs to happen here is some sort of Kingdom Hearts situation. Yeah, yeah. We need to blend these worlds together into one semi-cohesive <laughs> We, we need Chad thing. Whimsy talking about hearts and darkness and darkness and hearts. And hearts of darkness and darkness, the darkness of hearts. The darkness in Mickey Mouse's heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The darkest heart of all, arguably. Yeah. I have Toy That's Story like a for a Jim Sterling reference. True. <laughs> that that was inevitable. <laughs> uh, got it out of the way early, I guess. We know it's got. We know it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, is the thing. Kingdom Hearts isn't an indie game. No, it's not. No, it's an indie game. What is it? Uh, Destiny now. Oh, <laughs> yep. Technically an indie game, so we're allowed to talk about it. Technically, it's weird to think. I mean, thinking Des- generally is weird. I, I yeah. thought of a funny pun, and like I've been Aww. using it, and it's Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, Destiny. Oh dear. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, that okay. That took me way yeah. too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Bungie split off from Activision and become its own thing. It's neither with Microsoft nor Activision now. Yeah, which is um, um on its surface a good thing. I think it's a mm. good thing. On and off the surface. I don't think there's anything wrong with splitting off from Activision Blizzard, for fuck's sake. I feel like... No, absolutely not. No, that's not uh, That's not the issue. Mm. I think the, it's definitely an improved circumstance. I'm just paranoid now about saying, I think this is over, this is a positive development, unqualified. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're well, sort of sceptical as to how much of a difference it'll make. That's fair. Well, whether or not it makes a massive difference, I think it's still... It's unqualified... A d- good development. I don't think yeah, there's yeah. a negative aspect to the development. But th- there's no yeah. way that this particular move is not at minimum an improvement. Yes, that's what I mean. Uh, I like Bungie. Mm-hmm. I've always liked Bungie. Halo was the first like time I got seriously into a video game that wasn't on a Nintendo handheld. Yeah, hmm. handheld rather. And I liked the first Destiny. I own the second Destiny, and I haven't played it once. Mostly just because I couldn't be bothered with the Activision bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Has there been many changes in how Destiny is working since the split? Uh, Activision still got, Activision still got their hands in that pie since they ah, okay. still partially own it, and it's being run through Battle.net. Right. Okay. So there's not really any feasible way for it to get better. But b- yeah. So for now, we basically have to wait until Destiny three. Destiny three. Yeah, to actually see a reasonable difference. Right. Okay. Well, that's it's something to keep an eye on, certainly, because I'm I'm very curious what mm-hmm. they're going to do with it now. They're more yeah. free to do what they want. The big shame, though, is that Bungie didn't get to take H- 
Halo indie that Halo ended up still with Microsoft. Like, I really like 343's work on Halo, Mm -hmm. but Microsoft is putting those fun things we all love to call loot boxes in it and everything. Uh, Mm, Yeah, where, where previously in Halo Reach, which was Bungie's last game, you could unlock everything in game. You didn't have to buy any other shit. Uh, now yeah. every single piece of cosmetic stuff, all of the weapons and vehicles and stuff you're using in your mm-hmm. uh, online modes, not all the online modes, but the big fun one where you, uh, loads of people are in it, everything you got on there, you have to get through loot boxes. Everything? How many countries does this shit have to be illegal in before they will rain it the fuck in? As many yeah. countries as it takes for it to affect their profits, I guess. Uh. <laughs> Which right now are not many. The two biggest markets are the US and uh, I don't know what the market's like in China. So I can't probably. really say... China's probably the other one because yeah. it's big and but they're corporate. Not, yeah, they're not really inclined to touch those things right now. So it means that it costs them, it makes them more money just to leave it and, it, and roll back selectively than it does to do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a communist country, guys. It's communist. Oh, yeah, so communist. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's real With communist. Its stock um, exchange. Yeah, especially. Yeah, there's so exchange. many communists. And the fact that uh, one of the one of the richest people in the world, a multi-billionaire, is part of the communist party there. <laughs> the, oh. the guy who runs um, Alibaba. Oh, that's of right. AliExpress and that thing. I he's really now he's now a member of the communist party, uh, which. So it's incredible. It turns out you can just call yourself whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. And there's no one's going to stop you. <laughs> yeah. Um, to answer your question, Martin, everything but like the most utterly basic shit oh, is so loot box based. That's really obnoxious. It's like I, I've never been that attached to Halo. I never played a lot. I, never ha- I only ever had uh, an Xbox 360, so I only played a couple of Halo games. I liked them. I mean, I enjoyed them well enough, but it was never a huge thing for me. Um, but I do appreciate the amount of effort that went into making those games what they were. I mean, they're really distinctive. They have their own flavor. They're uh, they're also like really influential. I think like it's under underestimated how much of a difference they made to kind of the gaming landscape when they came out, especially the sequels because mm. those did some really creative things with how they were laid out. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that Halo has. And I know we we've gone off the topic at this point. Oh yeah, we've yeah. completely diverted to the like, <laughs> away from the thing that we could even then only tangentially argue was an indie game. Now we'll get back to it. It's, it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Uh, yeah, the thing that Halo had and still has is clout. They've earned it's earned itself enough creative freedom that they can do what they want with it story wise, and they can make innovations that a lot of other games can't. However, it's still constrained. And all of the problems people had with Halo 5, pretty much, are issues caused by Microsoft's constraints. And that's why I'm so upset that Bungie didn't go indie with Halo, because I would have loved to have seen Halo without the corporate constraints. Yeah, it could could have been really interesting. Is it because, I mean... Is it because they just didn't reserve the rights for it, or what was the deal there? Because uh, they managed to hold partially. on to Destiny, so I was curious. Primarily, I just don't think Microsoft were going to let 
Halo, go- like, Halo's kind of synonymous with Microsoft at this point. I don't think there was any version of this that ended with them letting go of it. Because if you think about it, like, how much else does Microsoft have that's, like, that synonymous with the Xbox brand at this point? Oh, for sure. They wouldn't have let go of it, and they did yeah. have the rights to it. That's yeah. kind of why 343 Industries formed. A lot of the creatives from Halo just went on to 343, whereas a lot of the development side went on and continued with Bungie. Yeah. Did they just poach uh, Bungie's staff directly from the company for the uh, 343? Because it feels like that may have been uh, a thing they'd have done. <laughs> yeah, well, most most of the Halo creative staff went on yeah. to 343. I think a lot of them wanted to because like they just wanted to keep going with the story. Makes sense, so when yeah. people say that 343 is like changing the style of the story and all that, it's not really true because mm. pretty much everyone involved in a creative level moved over to, yeah, <laughs> to so like 343. Graphic designers, story designers, that kind of thing, they're all like original creators of the series, so... Uh, you could easily argue that the aesthetics and the changes that were made were originally either a natural evolution of it or part of the plan in the first place. But regardless of my tastes in the actual games and worlds, I prefer Halo to Destiny, yes, Mm. but I am glad that Destiny's going to get a chance to not be Activisioned. Yeah, I yeah. want it to have a chance to be its own thing. I think we're really lacking um, right now in some really kind of high concept creative sci-fi, and Destiny has some real potential to be very memorable if it's allowed to experiment with that, I think. Yeah, uh, that's what pretty much every Bungie property has had that at some point. Like, uh... yeah. Oni and Marathon and Halo have all had very lasting impacts in terms of their story and universes. I don't see that with Destiny at the moment, and I think a lot of it is to do with the constraints they've been under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just really hoping that it gets to, it gets to be something special now. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'll definitely will keep an eye on it, you know, um, and see where it goes because it has like. Much like Halo, Destiny is something I—it's never meant that much to me personally. But I'm intrigued by it. Like I like watching it from the outside and trying to get a sense of what other people really like about it. So it, it's definitely something I'm keeping an eye on. I'm personally just thrilled because this is a potential opportunity to have a second crack at the uh, Ninja Theory experiment. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god. Since, and since hopefully... they got bought. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not likely that Bungie's going to let itself get bought by Microsoft again. <laughs> no, not after not, not, not after having just freed themselves from a corporate grip like that. I doubt very much yeah. they're inclined to... Yeah, freed uh... themselves from a corporate grip and also having left Microsoft. <laughs> Already. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it would feel a yeah. bit sort of like, well, what was even the point of doing it? <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. encouraging to me that they did that because it tells me that Bungie care a lot about their... Hmm. Like their art, they care a lot about what they're creating, not just the best way for them to make money, which is quite a rare thing to come up against, uh, to to encounter, I guess, because I I get it, like you're a small studio, you're an independent studio, and it's hard to say no to the kind of money a company like Activision offers. It makes sense, it makes sense for them to have done what they did at Mm -hmm. the time, Yeah, considering they'd just gotten out of 
a very long-term relationship with Microsoft. I'm making it sound like they're fucking, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, not that far from the reality. Yeah. They're oh, getting fucked. It wasn't a particularly sure moment for them since they'd been doing Halo for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marathon looks like Doom, and that was the thing before Halo. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, and I, uh, yeah. It makes me wonder, like, they clearly got out of their relationship with Microsoft and moved in with Activision, I guess, uh, with some conception that they wanted to retain more of their own identity, maybe. So that's yeah. the reason they were able to hold on to something like Destiny, whereas Activision, yeah. you know, probably otherwise wouldn't have been willing to just give it up. Oh God, can you imagine Destiny? Just Activision. Just raw Activision. I would yeah. rather not, frankly. <laughs> raw Activision. You make that sounds like something there should be regulations to stop. <laughs> yeah, it really like does. Like something some corporation's trying to dump in the river. <laughs> Speaking of, Activision Blizzard's uh, been in the shit. Oh, they? God, yes, they have. Loads of people don't have any job security at the moment. Uh, there's been a few times recently where ex-employees have come out with horror stories about their treatment by the company. Yeah. Was it not also Thank found God. that their uh, their executives Sorry? made collectively like eighty million dollars last year? Some absurd number amount of money. I like do that. remember some like bonus being given to like a new. I think it was the CFO. Yeah, uh, that was in the millions. But you know, can't afford to keep all these people on. No, just fire a whole bunch of people without any warning. Fire all of them. Who need who needs employees? Apparently not games developers. <laughs> well, that's publishers, just the thing, I guess. Is like you don't want to have to pay your employees because that involves money. Yeah, you don't want to lose yeah. money. But, but the thing is also that if you don't, if no one pays employees, then there's no one with money to give you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you need to be given money is the thing. You need to be given yeah. money in order to make the money you I mean, need that, to give that, yourself. That's the thing at this point. They need to be given money, not in a material sense, not like in the sense that it's something that is actually physically required by them, more in a pathological sense. Yeah, like an addiction to money. They, they need, they need to curse. acquire money. Yeah. They've been given the dark gift, and now they're cash vampires. They're cash. <laughs> they, it's not. It's not just. They don't want their money. They want yours. It's the acquiescence that they crave. Hello, hello there. Hello. I. I'm a corporate man. I'm a corporate man. It's I've new come India here to make character, money. Corporate man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, my first name is corporate and my last name is man. With two N's and an E. Ooh, that makes Ooh. it more interesting. It's very European. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you mind giving me some money? I would, actually. I've got, yeah. I've oh, got lots of it, but the thing is that I need... I need infinite amounts of money, and I need it to. Uh, I need infinite more amounts of money every time. Have you considered investing in a printing press, <laughs> or even just a home printer? If you're, you know, if you're willing to s- splash out on the good paper, get get a printer, print off your own money in this cellar over here, in but... the corner. I can't. There's a cask of Amontillado in there. But that would it would cost money. It would cost money. It would cost money to buy the things to print money, and I can't get rid of money. I can't pay people or 
anything. You know what you need to do? Because that would mean I'm losing money and I need to always be gaining money. What you need to do is call up a politician and say, I need money to make more money. And they'll just give you money. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to do that. And it's on your shoulders, Martin Bryson of the New Haven podcast. Uh. (laughs) Also, I'm going to suck your blood because I'm a vampire also, too. Just as a regular vampire as well. literally a vampire. Yeah, I'm I'm literally just also, I I have the dark gift. A vampire and a cap, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is the new capitalist character who's going to be in the podcast now sometimes. The capitalist vampire. That, that's fun. We can all look forward to adventures with this awful vampire capitalist. Astra turns her back for five fucking minutes. <laughs> and we immediately <laughs> sell out to the capitalist. You could have left us one crucifix, Astrid. Come on. <laughs> Not cool. That's how I got in. That's how you got in through the gap in the crucifix wall. Yeah. <laughs> It was only a small gap, but it's all it takes. It's all it takes. Once a single spore gets in, the entire <laughs> vampire just materialises. <laughs> they can turn into mist, Martin. They can just fog their way through the cracks. They have that power. They can turn into piles of money and then fly in on the wind. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, stupid podcast. This is, it's an idiotic <laughs> endeavour that we've all, for some reason, agreed to. But, you know, it's... It's... It's her favourite it's favorite. No, don't child. make excuses. That that character inexplicably hurt my voice. Usually it's the ones like, David Cage! Yeah. <laughs> really, like, really... Like, that one was on whispery, me, but... even. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's just... just, it's, it's, just it's quite some, intense. Something about it really upset my throat, so... That's more relatable than you think. I'm certainly upset. <laughs> uh, so I... When I went on Discord to start recording this one, yep. I was met by an advertisement yes. that Discord itself was providing, um, which was install Warframe and play it on Discord. Yeah. Like, play play Warframe through Discord, because mm-hmm. Discord is now apparently Steam? They have a, uh, a store for Play on your Discord time, it's Warframe today. I, I'm i looking here, I'm looking at the store. This is how I found the store, was because Warframe popped up and I was like, what? And yeah, you, it's saying there's a game here called King of the Hat, which is apparently uh, a Discord staff pick and first released on Discord. Huh. Uh, okay. Developed by Business Corp Incorporated. <laughs> that's Which, real. I mean, that's a good name. It is a good apparently, name. It, legit. Apparently, it, it released first on Discord, and Discord has a storefront now. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. Featured game ZomsRoyale.io because yep. this is apparently uh kind of like it's. Reminding me more of the sort of storefront you would see on a phone. A, a lot of these bit. games mm. are very phone. Yeah. But I... it, one other thing, however, that I've noticed yeah. now is that there's a thing called Discord Nitro where you get some free games to play. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, uh, and it's weird to me that they got a, a subscription to play through games like the Xbox Live thing that exists. Mm-hmm. 
the Xbox um, Game Pass. They've yeah. got their own one of those, and I'd never heard of any of this. You can play Battle Chef Brigade for free. Huh. Oh, yeah, they're really? offering Metro Last Light Redux as well. Yeah. Huh. Like That's a some of pretty this, big one some for of, free. Some of this is, like, pretty on par with the rest of their store, and then they just have some real big names in here as well. It's really weird, and yeah. I had never heard of this. It's not, like, it's... it's not very focused, is it? It's like they have a bunch of random indie games that I'd never heard of, and they have fucking Darksiders 3 and Metro Last Light. God, it's like, what is going on here? Sub- Subnautica is being advertised alongside something called Parkasaurus. <laughs> there is a, a 20XX, which appears to be a Mega Man ripoff. Oh, 20XX, 20XX. is... Um, Oh. They, that's that's the other one that they did. They, um, I can't remember the. Was that the one Kicks- that came out? It's the other Kickstarter one. It's oh the... yeah, the one that isn't Mighty Number Nine. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that's not Mighty Number Nine. Am I right in thinking they came out around the same time? Yeah, yeah. But this is just so weird. Yeah, it's got... because hmm. apparently it's got enough clout to have its own like Game Pass. That has biggish games in it, huh? Yeah. But nobody's heard of it ever. Is it? I mean, it's not new. I noticed the storefront existed like a couple months ago, but I didn't really look at it until now. I just assumed it would be a bunch of small indie titles that no one really knew. But I kind of underestimated it clearly. Yeah, but they they have games that came out on Discord before anywhere else. They're offering a lot of stuff free with their Nitro Pass too. Yeah, this is really weird. I don't want to sound like this advertising weird, for this because I wear it might come off that way. That's, <laughs> that's no, not intentional. I'm, I'm just oh, yeah. amazed by this. <laughs> no, it's so odd. It's a really strange thing. Yeah. The, the, the thing that's weirding me out most about this mm-hmm. is yeah. the fact that it's had, they've not advertised this anywhere at all. At all. Yeah. Ever. You it, it, it's weird. I, the only way you wouldn't know about this is if you paid attention to the advert on the front page of Discord. And nobody does that, surely. <laughs> like, you see it by yeah. accident, maybe. But yeah. yeah, which is what happened to me earlier. I only looked because my brain is wired towards looking at Warframe when it appears, in case there's some kind of tasty news about it. Mm-hmm. Collect all that good Warframe gossip. But this is just so strange. And I'm looking at the brows, and it appears that there isn't actually all that many games on here at all. It's quite a small library. There's a small, it's a small library and wildly varying in its terms of size mm. and quality. See, when I first looked at it, I thought, okay, so they're trying to compete with itch.io, right? They're doing a lot of like small titles with a couple of big-ish independent ones in there to to, to bring attention to it, but then, yeah. then I saw some really big-name titles and thought, well, that's not it then, what is it? Yeah, like, what, what, what's the goal here? What's the like, what market are you yeah. swinging for? Are they just... Are they aiming for games that you can use Discord with effectively? But these aren't all multiplayer games. Are they no, aiming? Not... Like, are they, are they just getting stuff that... Like, are they just getting just sort of a grab bag of whatever they can get so that they can set something up? Like, did they yeah. go into this with a plan even? We don't know. I don't know. Did they yeah. find out about the Epic Game Store and smell blood in the water? 
The thing that is making me think that they put some level of thought into it is the Nitro Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you need to like get in bed with companies to get them to let you give things away on a subscription. Yeah. So they have yeah. to have some kind of arrangement in place here that would uh, make this work before they launched it. So it's not they're not just kind of stumbling in without thinking. Yeah. I mean, like, even if you look at it from the point of view of this is a thing that other platforms have, and so they would maybe, like, just sort of think with no further context, we need to have one of these things. The amount of work necessary to actually set it up, like, yeah. it's one thing to, like, have the idea in your head, but you'd think that they, they couldn't actually put it into practice without some sort of plan. Yeah. But so, they have yeah, a I get whole... what you mean. Yeah, they have a whole tag specifically for games that were on Discord first, so they're yeah. very they're very proud of that. Yeah, um, none of them look like anything particularly big at all. No, no, no big names, but like but still, there's some. It's not all that .io game that I mentioned before mm-hmm. that I can't yeah. remember the name of. I yeah, Zomb.io, I think it was. Yeah, Zombs or something like that. Yeah, uh, it's not all stuff like that. Some of the things that have been on here first look really um, competent. Mm. There's this thing called Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. Looks like a competent Dark Souls clone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm just looking at that mm. now, yeah. Yeah, it's very much a, a copy of Dark Souls in terms yeah. of pretty much everything, yeah. but it doesn't look like... It doesn't look awful. You know, you're not looking at it and yeah. thinking that's just a terrible knockoff. Yeah, it's this mm. is just so odd. It's weird. It is potentially quite clever though, because unlike you know, like EA's thing and you play and whatever the fuck Epic Games are doing now, mm-hmm. you've probably already got an account for this one. Yeah, like I if I'm so. if I'm right, you don't need to like sign up for another thing that seems extraneous. This is a pre-existing service that you can do having so a think, call on. Yeah, so you're thinking, well, I'm here. Appa- I'll just browse I mean, the store apparently, and, you yeah. wouldn't even know that the store was there unless you were already looking at Discord because they've not fucking told anyone. So, like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, from that perspective, it's there's there's a modicum of method in the madness. You can also, like, import... it. There's a thing that lets you import your games, and it just shows everything you have installed, basically. Yeah. yeah. Really? It's, uh, that kind of boxes it out, since it just shows you the platform and stuff anyway. I already knew you could do that, yeah. I knew that before yeah. I actually knew the storefront existed. Mm. But they, they, it looks like they've integrated it into their store area. So is the idea, then, that you... You know, if you, if you want to like record something to stream or you want to, multi- to do a multiplayer on something, you're using Discord, so you import your games into that and launch it through their launcher, and then you see the store as you're looking at that. It kind of pairs it together so that you know you're more aware of it without having them having to pay for any advertising. Do you think they're, do you think they're mm, leveraging the synergy? <laughs> Did someone say something highly oh, no. capitalistic? No. I'm back. No. 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 Oh, okay. I'm leaving. It's me, corporate man. I'm leaving. 
Bye. Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that... <laughs> Not force you to maintain that one for too long. <laughs> this just yeah. is thoroughly unpleasant for everyone involved, it seems. <laughs> yeah, this is just a this is just a strange thing. I don't know what else I can say about it much. It's just odd. I, yeah, wanna... I don't know what to yeah. make of it. We'll have to see if it blows up into like the thing people start talking about. I kinda wanna keep an eye on it and see how it develops, yeah. I oh, wonder yeah, if you're curious, what? but you know, it's, yeah, it's verging on morbid actually, is the question, you know. So if like... you think about it, this is this is a this is one of the only platforms that isn't tied to a massive corporation. Like I don't think Discord yeah. is owned by anyone particularly I, big. I don't think uh, so, no. GOG is the only similar thing, and that's CD Projekt Red, so it's not like that's still shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's shit for unre- for different reasons, but yeah, definitely yeah, still not um, great. That's C- CD Projekt Red is shit. Epic Games is shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Valve is shit. Yeah. And EA is shit. <laughs> Dog, EA required no explanation. <sighs> and Ubisoft is shit. All mm-hmm. of these ones are shit. Discord. Like it's kind of cringy at times with its yeah. late gamer shit yeah. that it pulls all the time. But, but at the same like, time, I've not heard of any like massively egregious missteps. Nothing really awful. I'm a bit put off by their whole Discord partners thing. I'm looking on their website right now, and I'm looking through what they call their Discord partners, which are mostly just games themed influencers and Reddit boards, <laughs> subreddits, mm. uh, which is. A little bit embarrassing, but otherwise not awful. I mean, I can't fucking stand Philip DeFranco, but that's really not their fault. Uh... Yeah. Oh boy, he's a dick, but... <laughs> Honestly, it's one of those situations where I'm willing to, to like keep it in mind mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and look at this as a, like a, th- a thing. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a grown-up adult friend. And I will take you seriously. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I would be in that position were all the alternatives not so starkly dire. Exactly. We're looking at this and thinking, hmm, this could be not bad. There's is, hope. It's really the telling like, of the current state is, of things. Its advantage currently is that it's not a proven quantity in any way. <laughs> like, it, it could go horribly yeah. wrong, but it might not. It's just, it's it just might an enemy not, we, we haven't made yet. to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an enemy you haven't met. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's it's always refreshing to see something new, even if it's in a capacity like this. But uh yeah, yeah I'm I'll give it a chance, why not? I'm rooting yeah. for it, but as ever I'm, I'm rooting cautious. For it, but the the other thing is that like I don't like to own games on PC other than on Steam if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Not because I like to support Valve. But because I like to have things in one place in as one place. much as possible. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. the same. Yeah, I, I lose and track of things if I don't. So, I am yeah. fortunate in that regard that I don't really own any games on Steam because, as I have said multiple times, my PC is terrible. Hmm. I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not a PC gamesman. Yeah, J- Jake. <laughs> uh, I just called you Jake. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> You're getting your podcast world confused. Yeah. It's as I've said before. It's because Josh is the Jake of this podcast, and Jake is the Josh of that podcast. <laughs> we, we, we are 
engines of chaos in our respective domains. Yeah. Boy. We uh, can never way, meet. Crobius, if we meet, Crobius uh, we the Crow Lord gave us... Crobius the Crow Lord gave us a nice review. Oh, yeah, he did. Yay. <laughs> he said he was saddened by the absence of crows, but it was very entertaining nonetheless. Yeah. How do you know? Oh, well, I can see the reviews as well. Yeah, I mean, it's up there for anyone to see. It's I don't know why you would yeah, suggest there may be some other reason. Yeah, I was just wondering why you were particularly looking through the reviews for a horse about Jack Horseman fancast. Listen to it Because now. I am interested in public awareness of your projects, Elodie. I am looking out for you, and frankly, it disheartens me that you would make accusations about my intentions. Literally, I don't know why when you would even I'm begin doing... to suspect that they would have any connection. No connection whatsoever. I didn't actually say any of that. I was just asking why Jake was on the thing. It was the way I said it. <laughs> I just called you Jake again! <laughs> exactly! Ha <laughs> <laughs> You acknowledge that it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Checkmate, atheists. Jake's deep thoughts. Jake's deep thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> don't make dumb... Th- it doesn't scan quite as well. <laughs> uh, well, we are going to do Josh's deep thoughts though now. Yeah. Uh, well, so, well, now. Yeah. Now. Oh fuck! Have I thought we, we had got any other t- topics. Well, we want we want to talk we... about the Steam Awards, right? Oh fuck! Yeah. Okay. I don't think we wanted to, but you know, <laughs> well, we're, we're gonna. things can't stand. <laughs> so we talked about the Steam Awards in twenty. Well, we talked about the twenty seventeen Steam Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about them in twenty eighteen. Uh, uh, this year, <laughs> the 2018 Steam Awards got voted on, mm-hmm. and the results are in, and it's like they are designed specifically to infuriate this particular group of people yep. that I am sat with, mm-hmm. <laughs> digitally. <sighs> so let's, let's go through them one by one. Let's go through the winners okay. one by one. From the top. Of the Let's Steam Awards. look at it. 2018 Game of the Year. Uh, it could have been Monster Hunter World. Which is what I voted for, even though I've only, I've, I've only like, interacted briefly with that game. I really want to play it properly, but, like, yeah. Good. yeah. It's fun. I like Monster Hunter World. I, I wouldn't have said it would be a Game of the Year, but I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I could see out, why people would. Out of the awards, Kingdom Come Deliverance, <sighs> Hitman 2... Assassin's Creed Odyssey and PUBG. Notably, the only one out of these five that hasn't... Well, no, actually Monster Hunter World and it are the two that have mixed reviews on Steam and the other three have very positive, which isn't the highest possible. Oh no, mostly positive on Kingdom Come Deliverance. I'm fucking up every which way. But regardless, there's games that got a lot better... Uh, reviews on Steam, and you'd think that they might have selected them from those. Is this the thing? But they yeah. didn't. Steam's and methods PUBG... are arcane. Nobody knows what goes through their heads. <clears throat> PUBG won it. Of course it did. For it's, it's whatever PUBG. reason. It's PUBG, and it, it won, won it, it because it is PUBG. It's PUBG. I have never played PUBG. I hate PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> I know that probably sounds unfair and uncharitable. It's it's just so ubiquitous that you get sick of it without ever coming into contact. It's, it's just one of those. It's ubiquitous. Things. 
And where Fortnite is ubiquitous as well, I find myself less infuriated by Fortnite. Simply Fortnite is something Fort- to look at at the very yeah, least. That's, yeah, that's it. Fortnite at least looks like something. Possible crimes notwithstanding. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- th- that aside, and purely in terms of aesthetics, yeah. having never played PUBG, I, I, the same, um, I look at the two, and if I had to some side-by-side, just comparing them, footage from both of them, I'd say Fortnite is more appealing because it looks like it has something. It's got a defined aesthetic, whereas PUBG just kind of looks like someone's slightly edgy experiment. <laughs> it just looks like a bunch of fucks fucking about in a fuck. I can't even summon words for it. The second category. Okay, before we move on, can I just say I think I think the reason why the Steam reviews of Monster Hunter World aren't great is because Monster Hunter World plays better on a console. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those that got got shafted on the port job. Yeah, I think. Whereas PUBG got shafted on port job away from PC, so that's yeah. telling you something about why it's got a mixed <laughs> review yeah. on on its native system. It's it's an indie game. It certainly is. Uh, is Kingdom Come a... I don't remember if Kingdom Come's the indie one or not. Um, I think it is. I'm going to have to look at this. I know I it had a white supremacist on development board. Deep Silver published it. Oh, did they? Okay. So it's not then. Yeah, it's not. So I, I guess it's a win for us. Yeah. Because an indie game one, but I just PUBG PUBG winning anything doesn't feel like a win. It's no. a hollow victory. It really, it's, the nominations weren't that interesting to begin with. I mean, no. yeah. Monster Hunter's the only one that I found interesting conceptually as I, one yeah. to appear on that list. I've heard Assassin's Creed Odyssey is okay. I haven't played it. I lost an uh, interest in Assassin's Creed many, many years ago. Um, Brotherhood's the best one. Everything after that is kind of shite. <laughs> mm, yeah, probably. I think Brotherhood is where it lost me as well. Um, Hitman 2. I The relaunch of Hitman, I think it was back in 2016, was okay. I, uh, I, I hate the episodic format they used. I really hate that. Oh, the episodic um, format was entirely cynically motivated. It really was, but the uh, the actual couldn't dis- give a shit about yeah. um, Hitman as a no. thing. So the the actual design of the game was pretty good. It's a well made game, essentially like torn apart for money purposes, and that that is something I can't you know I can't support. Um, so yeah, I think of the those it'd have to be Monster Hunter World would be the only option I would go for, and I think that just is really telling how thin on the ground the options are there. Yep, well, next next one might give you some more fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, fun times in the church. VR game of the year, which I voted in despite not having any kind of access to VR, <laughs> simply because I wanted the, the free shit, because you get the cards and then you can sell them, and then at least I can get some level of uh, return for my investment in using Steam. Yeah. I know it's pennies. And Valve makes more money off it than anyone else, but I gotta get pennies off my games. We just need <laughs> something. Just uh, something. Well, I voted for Super Hot VR because it's the most innovative shooter. Yeah, it's the most innovative shooter I've played in years. Super Hot, Super Hot is an interesting game. Yeah, it's a it fun is. game that does some interesting things. Fun the other options time. here are Skyrim VR. Fallout 4 VR because fuck's sake 
We got yeah. two Bethesda VR. Bethesda has no Why issues. not? Beat Saber. Which, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and VR Chat. Oof. Mm-hmm. It's not That's... a game. It's also early and access. It's, it's early access. It's not a game. It's basically a place for anime fascists to hang out, but beyond that... <sighs> yeah. Uh, can you guess which one won? Because... You'd hope it'd be super hot, because the rest of that isn't particularly inspiring. Beat Saber mm. is probably yeah. the second. But it's best. still not that interesting. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a harmless idea. I look at Beat Saber, and like, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. I'd probably mm. give that a try, but I wouldn't like nominate it for anything. Yeah, whereas uh, I especially wouldn't have nominated Skyrim VR because Skyrim needs to fucking die at this point. <laughs> Skyrim <laughs> VR won. How old is Skyrim at this point? <laughs> Do you reckon there's ever going to be another non-online Elder Scrolls game, or is it just going to be Todd Howard wanking out Skyrim ports for the At rest of eternity? At this point, more than ever, I think, they need to remind people that they made Skyrim. Like, with Fallout <laughs> yeah. 76 having done what it yeah. did. They're going... <laughs> so... Like, if you thought they were milking it before. My, my sweet, jittering fuck... As of this year, Skyrim will be nine years old. Eight years old. Eight years old. You can't be eight years old. I can't wait for the 10th anniversary remaster. Oh god, there is going to be one too, isn't there? Fuck that in the sun. And it'll be $60. Yeah. Oh god. Oblivion. The gap between Oblivion and Skyrim was shorter than the gap between Skyrim and its latest re-release. Yeah. I mean, what happened to Bethesda in the meantime? What 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 happened there exactly? <laughs> Who hurt you, Bethesda? I don't know. There's got to be some kind of story to this. Yeah, Oblivion is the only Bethesda game that I've enjoyed to any degree, and even then, it was kind of a eh. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, right. I I enjoy Skyrim. I, I'm a defender of Skyrim in principle, but like, <laughs> I, I cannot. They ain't making it. What they're doing with it, they yeah. certainly are not. They're not doing Todd Howard. Any Todd <sighs> Howard is sitting in your house and just just doing a shit, doing a wet shit. Yeah, he's just been there. Zero the dog has pissed on him like five times, and he's still not left. He's not left. He's not broken eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Todd, just leave. Just please leave. I just need you to leave. I can't. Every, I haven't slept time... in days. Every time he shits, what he does instantly is he he kind of just uh, sculpts the shit into the Skyrim logo and then just points at it while still looking you in the eye. Points at it and looks you in the eye and doesn't say a word. Yeah, unblinking. Anyway, so moving on, on to the next one. one that makes me want to cry less. That said, it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, next one's Labor of Love. The game's been out for a while, team is well past unveiling creative baby we talked about the save award last year yeah, yeah. yeah the options here are grand theft auto 5 no man's sky path of exile dota 2 and stargy valley i voted for stargy valley i think no man's sky gets gets some level of yeah. at I, least like it's more a sort of honorable mention yeah they 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 did a lot in mm. 2018 mm-hmm. with no man's yeah. sky so 
that's the only reason why I think that it's alright that they've been nominated. Stardew Valley should have won because that game has been doing a fucking lot on an indie budget to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, however, Grand Theft Auto Five won it. Of course it yeah. did. Yeah. There's nothing else to love. say. Grand the Theft Auto Five one... is not still getting new content. Grand Theft Auto Online is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not the same game. It's fucking cheating. Yeah. Because they wanted to boost a corporate friend. Fucking bullshit. Speaking of corporate friends, 2018 best developer. Hey. I'm going to get angry about this all over again. One of the uh, three indie developers won, though. <gasps> yeah, the three indie developers here are Clay, Digital Extremes, and CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red won. CD Projekt Red, the notable union-busting assholes. Yeah, you just had to make it hurt as much as possible, didn't you? Yeah. Elodie's but... just sat there like, no, you know what? Despair won't work. It's hope that will make this sting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what really rubs salt in the wound here? Right underneath the selection, because there's ten of them instead of five. You see, best developer proved to be a highly contested category with lots of close calls among the top nominees. Now, for context, these nominees include Ubisoft, Bethesda, and Square Enix. <laughs> And Rockstar, <laughs> Rockstar's there too, oh, and Capcom, and Bandai Namco. Oh my god! All our best friends. I just can't. The, the, the close competition between best nominees for fucking best developer. What is wrong with them? Fucking squid shit. Fuck. On this occasion, I voted for Digital Extremes just because it's the only. It's that's the only a bad one. situation. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, but Clay, Clay, I think, Clay, I think was probably even more deserving. I just didn't think of it at the time. Yeah, I, I think yeah. if I had remembered to do it, I probably would have voted for Clay because I quite like Don't yeah. Starve. That's a good game. Um, twenty eighteen best environment. Mm. So the options <sighs> here. Yep. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, noted game that didn't come out in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Has that ever been a factor? Like, weren't there a so, bunch of those last When year? did Blood and Wine come yeah, out? Can no. they even justify it with the DLC? No. no. <laughs> Nowhere no. near. Yeah. I know, because I didn't play it for years. <laughs> Subnautica also didn't come out in 2018, but mm-hmm. yeah. it's alright. It's an indie game, it's got a good environment. That's fair. It deserves yeah. the recognition for that. Subnautica is good, is solid. Oh, sorry, Subnautica did come out in 2018. It I think it was early access. Right at the beginning. Yeah, it was early right, access right. before that. Yeah. But Witcher 3 Wild before. Hunt was a 2015 game. So, yep. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Far Cry 5, and Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. Now, notice that a lot of these are fields. Yep. <laughs> Far Cry 5 is fields. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is fields. Dark Souls 3 looked amazing. There's a yeah. wonderful world in it. That's Fantastic the best thing about that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I've not played it, but like at least it looks varied. I imagine yeah, a bunch so... of wet rocks. I thought Rise of the Tomb Raider was really good, so I, I don't I, if, if the shadow carries some of that on, I imagine it's quite effective, but yeah. Uh, Subnautica looks amazing. And yeah. Huge, varied world with lots to look at. Witcher 3 World Hunt won it. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that game. Yeah, it's a great game. Oh, Absolutely. it's a great game. I finished it quite recently. Yeah, I, it's, I have a lot of emotional investment in that game. It's a lot of fields, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 
it could have won on a lot of different other categories. But like best pretty fields, mind pretty fields. Elody, Elody, it's not the most original Sometimes, thing in the world. Is the problem? Sometimes some of the fields are snowy. Oh fuck! What it's completely different. Excellent point. It's a total change. They're, it's good fields. Good but fields. They're just fields. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the fields have a house on them. Yeah. All the, it's either fields or towns with houses that look like each other. And that's fine because, like, they should if you're going for a cohesive town. But it's not, like, inspiring. It's yeah. it's a perfectly suited world. Yeah. So to ca- to it's a very sensibly world. designed world. Yes. I, yeah. What I would have voted for in this is, like, I would have. It would have been between Dark Souls 3 or Subnautica, and probably would have been Subnautica just for solidarity with an indie title. Yeah, I went for Dark Souls 3 just because that's a game that I played and got a lot of enjoyment out of the world. The game came out in 2016, but yep, fucking whatever at this point. There are no rules. Clearly, the year is not is not like a factor in their decision. Yeah. Um, considering in our next option, the first game in it came out in 2013, and one of the other ones came out in 2012 because it's fucking Counter-Strike Global Offensive. This is the better with friends category. And the options friends. were Payday 2, mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight Moonrise. Oh, it's not Moonrise. Moonrise is the name of the DLC. Sorry, yeah, I just yeah, saw yeah. the. Logo. Yeah, that's just because that's by Daylight. Yeah. yeah. Dead by Daylight, Rainbow Six Siege, CSGO. <laughs> Zero. Zero. You're interrupting. <laughs> He's uh, very overcooked. he's very upset by CSGO being on there. Yeah. And Overcooked too. Yeah. <sighs> How many fucking multiplayer focused like services have been coming out recently? They can't think of a more recent fucking set of games. I, on this one, I, I had no investment in any of these. I voted for Dead by Daylight because I know at least it I, plays with the I'm formula. actually really into Dead by Daylight to be honest. I haven't played any of these games. I know yeah. basically nothing about them. But Rainbow Six Siege one, because yeah. because why not? Yeah, yeah, why the hell not? Who What's even cares at this point? Who gives it? a shit? 2013, 2016, 2015, 2012, and 2018. Only one of those games came out last year. What's hmm. the point of doing yearly awards when literally anything can win them from any year? Yeah, it's literally arbitrary. pointless. It's so yeah. yeah, why why not just have a live document that's just a list that you just continuously update as your as it occurs to you randomly. Yeah, you... <laughs> the next two are the ones that upset me the very most. However, oh, no. oh dear. One is the best alternate history. Oh right, yeah, okay, I can, yeah, uh, I can see mm-hmm. why. <laughs> now, alternate history is one of my ultimate favorite things. I love alternate history stuff. So you got Wolfenstein 2, Mm -hmm. which I voted Mm -hmm. for because, like, they went went in on it in giving a a cohesive world and stuff to something that was just a a Doom-like style thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed didn't really feel like an alternate history so much as just history, but with conspiracy yeah. plot. Yeah, it's not yeah, really it's trying not to really... see what would happen if it's seeing. Yeah, you know, here's a story the... that wraps it around real history. Yeah, that's the big yeah. difference between alternate history and this is the alternate history 
needs to be a divergence from our history. Yeah, there needs yeah. to be attachment to our history to a point, and then it diverges. Which is why Wolfenstein yeah. works. Just enough that's to exactly be what that is. Yeah. It's a Wolfenstein, Man in the High Castle, pretty much anything that is like the Nazis one <laughs> is an alternate <laughs> history. Which comes that up a does lot. does seem to be the main yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one is Hearts of Iron 4, which I've not played, but by the looks of it, it's... It's a grand strategy game, right? It's a, it's a world... Yeah, it's a grand strategy game. It's World War II setting. You can but make an again... argument. You can make a case for that, I guess, but it's, yeah, it's but... Not really, it doesn't really have a plot. No, and then Civ mm. C- 5 is the next one. And the thing here oh, is Civ 6, that... sorry. Oh, sorry, Civ 6. Sorry, Civ 6 is the next one. And again, just having a historical thing where outcomes can diverge because like yeah. you're controlling a historical war or like historical factions on a grand scale... Mm-hmm doesn't make it an alternate history. No, because it's not attempting to connect uh, with real history at all. It's just using history as a backdrop. Yeah. It's more of a variable history at that point. Like, it's yeah. not an alternate timeline. It's just, you, you can just direct it down different branches of the same basic, like, thread. Like, you really, I think yeah. one of the fundamental things they're missing is the game needs to have some sort of direction, like a plot direction, to justify yeah. an alternate history label. Fallout 4, which is the next one, sorry to kind of yeah. <laughs> to steal your thunder there. Fallout no, 4 does have that. That is a thing that's part of, not a lesser known part of the Fallout like lore, but it is there. Yeah, and oh my god, Fallout 4 came out in 2015. Fallout Jesus, 4's... really? Yeah. Boy, it feels howdy. like it was just last Time, week. eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so three and a bit years since Fallout 4 came out. And, oh, wow. Like if if you're choosing between every fucking year, if like no rules just right on this shit, mm-hmm. why the fuck would you choose Fallout Four? Why Fallout Four? <laughs> no one liked Fallout Four as much as some of the other Fallouts. Why would you choose Fallout Four over Fallout any, New Vegas or something? Any Fallout game would have been fine. Any Fallout game, like. Other than Fallout 4 or 76. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Fallout 4 did alright comparatively to 76. It has a story, at least, but it's not It's not one of the most... It didn't do nearly as well critically in terms of its fucking alternate history plot. <sighs> Breathe. But Assassin, Breathe before you Assassin's Creed Odyssey won this, and it's not a fucking... <laughs> Assassin's Creed is an alternate history. It's just wrapping history around a big conspiracy plot and shit. It's, it's not an alternate history because it doesn't diverge. Mm. Oh, fuck For it to hell. be an alternate history, it needs to be something that a sci-fi show would bother putting in the inevitable episode where they get yeah. a thing that travels between dimensions. So, oh, here's another yeah. history. Here's what would have happened if such if it doesn't qualify died. for yeah. that. Don't. Fucking bother. Yeah. Like saying that saying that Assassin's Creed is alternate history is like saying any work of fiction that is set any level in the past is an alternate history piece of fiction. When it isn't, not at all. Because those things didn't happen in a real life timeline, so that means it's an alternate fucking timeline. It's also worth of acknowledging, course. like that Assassin's Creed has fantasy elements in it. <laughs> yeah. It has like it has monsters, like real actual monsters in it. 
There's a there's a gorgon in it. There's a fucking cyclops in it. I mean, come on. Yep. And the other thing is that like that what the story is going for is that it's our world and this is the hidden history of our world. Yeah. Yeah, the secret things. Yeah, these are the secret things that have happened in our reality. It's not This footage has not been tampered history. with in any way. Yeah, that's the fucking um oh, The next one is most fun <laughs> with a machine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Which the funniest is... title of the lot. I've got far. a couple of ideas right off the yeah. bat. They just ran out of fucking ideas at that <laughs> point for awards. They really did. Uh, this one makes the descri- sense. I'm going to have to read the description because, like, what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's a car, truck, robot, or other mechanized contraption, the winner of this award fired an all cylinders, engineering, and unforgettable gameplay experience made possible by machines. <laughs> what does that mean? What does it mean? So your options are Euro Truck Simulator, of the, course. another 2012 game. Euro Truck Simulator 2. Oh, yeah, it's still a 2012 game. Yeah. I just want to make sure no one can get back at us and say, you got that one wrong. They will anyway. Rocket League. Which, alright, it's football Fine. and cars. That's machines. Like Near that Automata, which I obviously voted for. Yeah, that's a great game. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a great game, but like, this is a fucking weird category. I love yeah. Near Automata, and I would have liked to see it win something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, I mean, they're machines and I get that. It yeah, doesn't really like, fit the category as like, described. It's more fun adjacent to machines. <laughs> And it's then like... the next one, the next <sighs> one's Factorio. So, like, you're just building a factory, and mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, I guess again, that's machines. Yeah. This is anything with mechanical shit in it. <laughs> space it had... engineers, and that's just engineering in space. So again, yep, it's mechanical, so that's fine. If it had been about robots, or like, you know, like, my understanding was that it was like. There was a vehicle involved. Yeah, yeah but there's not. Near Automata doesn't have any vehicles like as central parts of it. Factorial well, it does. It's got, it's got it a does. flying it's friend, got, but it's, it's got the it, flight units. But yeah, yeah, but like, that's not really. It's not vehicle focused though. Like the vehicles are in it, but but all the characters are robots in it. So... Euro Truck Simulator Two is just trucks. Yeah, yeah. but they've got circular heads. <laughs> this is such a broad fucking category, and I fucking Christ. I'm holding my little. I'm holding my little machine life form figure that I own. Yeah. I'm holding that right now. I'm fiddling with those that. Those exist for a bit. Yeah, I've got a little one. You can get. <laughs> I am you can already get, like, proper, googling it. You can get proper premium ones, but I've just got a little blind box fella. I want to get good friends and excellent uh, times in this day. I've also got a meal's head here, but that's just because it came with my, my. That was that was another thing I was considering getting. That that's that's good. I want one. The best yeah. boy, the I've, little I've bean. Just... Sadly, you can't get him as like his full skelly bones. You can only get his head with the Kyane figure. Oh, but I mostly on. wanted Kyane anyway because Kyane means a lot to me. But we're yeah. getting off topic. This this these awards are fucking ridiculous. Yes, they. It's are. a terrible time, and I hope, <laughs> I hope they at least have the decency to apologise. I feel like that has made this into a very shouty episode. <laughs> yeah, we're just angry people <laughs> I had people to vent now. some frustration somewhere. Seriously. To be honest, the last episode of Bob Horse that we recorded uh, was the first time that any of us have gotten into an argument about something <laughs> on that show. So, like, I'm apparently having a fight week. 
Oh, just dear. one of those weeks. Yeah, you just have those times sometimes. It's a fighty punch time that we're all having with bad uh, evil mm. in the world. We've all been there. We know what it's like. I'm lucky because I can view all of this stuff from a position of crushing inescapable Nihil Master's indifference. That that must be. It's good for you. That must must be nice. It's not. <laughs> I would question the assessment that it's good for me. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, at least uh, less stressful. It momentarily <laughs> proved advantageous. <laughs> uh, uh, on that note... <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> talking of things that aren't good to me. All of the time. I put my machine life form back. You can get a set that's got two I'm different machine life forms for a lot of money, but this is just a little blind box. Even if the words seem meaningless, it's like I'm carrying the weight of deep thoughts. <laughs> right, are oh, you wait, ready? I just, I just realised that I didn't even know you played it. Ah, uh, very recently. Yeah. I f- Actually, fuck me, that's a good game. Yeah, it's it a fucking really good game. Good. And now do you appreciate the uh, the Josh's Deep Thoughts jingle I appreciate that I it all the more. I can't, for the life of me, remember which episode that was in. I went looking for it. <laughs> I, I released it separately. It's just a thing as well on the feed. Excellent. It's not just, it's not just in that. Love and the it. picture is my face on 2B and your face on the Forest King, on that picture of 2B <laughs> looking at the Forest King. <laughs> Excellent. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a fun time looking at that. Yeah, like it's if if I may just sort of hijack my own segment for a moment, which I suppose I have the authority to do completely. But like, I re like the first uh, near is I think the only game that certainly I can recall that ever actually made me physically tear up at the end of it. Oh fuck! I. That game is a mess in terms of its design yeah. in many ways, but it is so meaningful to me. That's why it's I said real. 50... It's real important. Absolutely agree. I spent and it does, fifty it all fucking. To be remembered. I spent fifty fucking pounds on this uh, small figure of Kaine and just Emil's head. So Emil, Emil and Kaine mean be... so fucking much to me as characters. Yeah, but. Automata is mm. uh, almost as meaningful to me, story-wise, and far fucking better as a game. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a better it's a better made product, and I think the original there now means more to me. Like I've got a better appreciation oh, yeah. now for mm-hmm. that, having played Automata. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I'm able to more yeah. clearly. Because I think they've like it's even been made more clear in Automata the underlying themes of. Or even the overt themes of people always asking themselves, you know, what's the meaning of what's the meaning of existence? You know, we want there to be a higher purpose, a point to it all. And these games sort of come along and sort kind of highlight how really horrifying that might actually end up being, if it were true, to have this sort of set destiny that you had no control over. Um, Yoko Taro is just an incredibly talented writer who has only ever had one game that can be considered a well-made game. <laughs> I think it's I like, also, yeah. Such I also played. Uh, I also played Dragon Guard Three after I played mm. the two 
Nier games because Drakengard and Nier inexplicably tie in together oh, in obscure yeah. and weird ways. It's extremely I was wondering bizarre. what the fuck they were talking about a dragon for. It's very bizarre, but I kind of I kind of love it as well. I do. It's, There's it's just this old brilliant. document in one of the games. I think it's Automata that just said after a virus was spread around by a giant and a dragon, I'm like, what the are you yeah. high? <laughs> are you quite high? <laughs> yeah. Um uh. but that game, again that game has had a lasting impression on me in terms of its story and characters, as fucking wacky as they can be at times. Hmm. Whereas the game itself is a stuttery, fucking, repetitive, um, <laughs> corridor dynasty warriors. It's it's one of those games that I think simultaneously benefits from and suffers from being very experimental. Um, because it's trying to do something with action platformers that hadn't really been done before, but draped around a framework of something that was quite well tested, and it did not mesh well in there at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it's something that I think uh, it's it's why I really appreciate when games try try something different, even if it doesn't really work out, because it can lead to things like Near Automata when that experiment then leads to something that's much more. Yeah, perfect. It's more perfected, you know. It's more developed as an idea because you can see it's more streamlined. I think that's the well, exactly. main benefit. Yeah, it's that simplified. It has. You didn't have it's to, like dredge through a whole bunch of because, like, mechanically, it's you know, it it's good. I wouldn't say necessarily it's particularly remarkable, particularly in terms of combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but like, you don't have to dredge through a whole lot of it. Yeah, it it did this because it knew where to cut corners in ways that allowed it to. Still yeah. express the strangeness of it all, whereas mm-hmm. Nier didn't really know how to do that. So you end up in this position where you've got this game that has all these really interesting ideas, but which is just yeah. completely buried in a bunch of stuff that also doesn't work. Like you've got to cut away some of the complexity to get to something more important at the core of it, and I think that's what Nier Automata does really well. Yeah. So, Josh, did you like the picture? No, it's it. amazing. Oh, I, I got. I'm oh, sorry, I got distracted talking about Near Automata. I think I actually remember seeing the picture, and it was quite. Uh... <laughs> sorry, I just, I just, I just saw the tiny thumbnail version. I can already tell it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I uh, started playing it to hear it, and it was way too loud. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's now happened kind of to our... you as well. That's kind of been how it's been every time that we've interacted with this on the show. <laughs> the way the way my face is looking in relation to the position of the actual body that it's on makes it seem like I've just realised I've been photographed. <laughs> <laughs> the shock, the shock and the egg. Ah, oh, so good. It's beauty, such a, beauty such a lovely image. Yeah. It's gonna stay with it's gonna stay with me that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> the ending of that game that like the actual The real ending. Like definitive <laughs> yeah. ending of that game. Fuck me. Like that just perfectly oh I, God, I won't yeah. go into it, but it it perfectly it... hits. Do fucking if you're gonna play any fucking AAA game play near Automata. Do it. Do it, you fucking cowards. It is the most indie in spirit AAA game I've ever played. It's yeah. it's one of those things you need 
for like a game of that nature to be made in this kind of market, you need one of two things. You need a like something else that that game is being used to sell to sell typically hardware like that's that was the case with the new god of war or you need a bankable auteur in the vein of like a hideo kojima uh yoko taro obviously like people of that nature but the thing is that was yoko taro a bankable auteur yeah i think he's he was a weird choice to lean a lot of money on we, we don't know I, I would have said something more like a, a Suda may have been something more like I would have expected to fall into yeah, that Suda's area. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot Suda when I was bringing up that list. Yeah, a more reliable yeah. kind of moneymaker, I think, in terms of business stuff. Although his games are yeah. obviously inferior. Um, whereas I think Yoko Taro falls more into the kind of sweary area of things, where his stuff is yeah. really weird and doesn't really... has more of a cult following. and that, I mean, in the, the, the actual sense of that term, instead of the yeah. way that... Uh, you know, a lot of AAA developers try to use it. Um, because I, I absolutely love Yoko Taro's games, but I love them because of their strangeness, and it's the kind of strangeness that stops them from doing particularly well commercially until Nier Automata. I think Yoko Taro's success was just the universe finally giving us a fucking break, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. it's just, it's such an Which is kind of ironic, given... <laughs> given... Given most of the content of the games themselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got like to do that. my deep thoughts at some point, don't yeah, I? Yeah, actually, get on the deep thoughts. We did introduce them. That. It, I mean, <laughs> right. this is kind of a deep thought. We've been deeply thinking about a, this game, right? So that's the deep thought quota done for the episode. So I can finally get round to the completely trivial thing that I need to complain about, right? Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is stood outside my house, and he will not stop singing. Huh? Like, what's he singing? Anything he can get his fucking hands on. Huh. <laughs> there, there don't appear to be any rules. It's just a um, no-holes-barred singer-song outside my fucking house every day, forever. He tr- so he's not singing the series of Unfortunate Events song. Not always. So he's sometimes he, he singing. Has, um, yeah, he's sometimes th- going for that one. See, he did it a couple of... He's done it a couple of times. I actually just heard, look away, look away, just (laughs) coming over the hills in the distance, just as he was initially approaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then since then, it just seems to... Like, not even stuff that he's particularly known for. Uh, To his credit, I don't recall him ever repeating a song. (laughs) So he's got quite a long list He does seem to be varying. Wait, you said he'd done... Josh... There's some internal consistency issues here with the world you're creating with your uh, words. I'm consulting mm-hmm. the wiki right now, and I'm seeing yeah. some uh, some errata we need to deal with. Yeah, the issue is that you said that he'd uh, a couple times done Look Away, and then you said he's not repeated a song once? No, he hasn't repeated a song once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Caught us in a technicality there. Semantics! Okay, there we go. Yeah, you didn't know I was interning to become a genie, did you? You fixed the podcast. We're all all better now. Everything is back the way it should be. You know, I could... It would be fine. But the problem is... Like, he's singing all of these songs all of the time, every minute of every hour of every day. The issue is he's luring ships towards him. Like a siren? 
Yeah, like like he's just they're lured here by his voice, and ships have just been dashing themselves against jagged rocks and local businesses. I Ooh. don't know where you live, but I imagine really it's far inland. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so, know how this is happening or how he's doing it or why. So, so are the ships crashing into the shore from far away, and you're finding out about it later, or are they somehow getting coming inland? Or is there some sort of phantom house? ocean that's kind yeah. of and they're like flying from the sky or forcing themselves over land into houses and small bis- local businesses? It's difficult to say. All I know is I have to clamber through six fucking ocean liners just to get to work. <laughs> ocean man, take me by the hand, lead me to the land. Don't start. Don't understand. start giving him ideas. Oh, I love Ocean Man. You should. It would be great if he was singing Ocean Man at least. Yeah, that would be something. What, what if actual Ocean Men took that as the signal and more of them fucking show up? They show up in greater quantities. Wouldn't Wouldn't you like some Ocean Men to show up? Ocean Men, take them by the hen, give them lots of Sven. <laughs> <laughs> it's untenable, Ellen. Would you not be happy just, about I, some Ocean Men happening upon you? I almost called you Lindsay, and I don't even know a Lindsay. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. It's just a voice from the ether. I'll tell you what it was. It's an alternate history. Ah, oh, that must be what it is. Yeah, an alternate yeah, history. An alternate where history El- everything's the same, but Elodie is called Lindsay. Everything's the same, except... Oh, no, then that would fall under the purview of the complaint we had earlier, where it's basically mm-hmm. following the same path. Well, apparently it can mean whatever you want, so who cares yeah. at this point? Yeah, there's no rules anymore, so why oh, not? Hold on. No uh, rules, just right, as I said. It's just, all Guy yeah. Fieri up in here. <laughs> Guy Fieri all the time. Oh god, he's cucking us from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> not now! Ah, uh, this too now. I've got... We, I, we still have, I still have not... Ah, uh, the Neil Patrick Harris situation is just getting out of hand, friend. Is he trying to seduce to you? Is that what's going on here? I would not be so arrogant as to presume... I think he just likes singing. But why I don't know why is? he's got to do it near me. I think yeah. it's because series of unfortunate events has concluded now on Netflix. The Netflix mm. show that I we might all watch love. it then. Yeah, <laughs> is he just bored? I yeah, I reckon currently unable to contrive any reasons to sing on his own. Is he friends with Wentworth Miller? That's the thing. I I think he's perhaps heard through the grapevine that this show has a segment in which I complain about very bizarre and specific problems that I have in my life. And so he is sort of in doing his singing near me so that people will know that he is singing. I, don't, I assume that people knowing about it, it has to be a component. I don't get why he couldn't just sing in his own time. I maybe the ocean, maybe there's too many ocean liners around his house now. He realised he would need to move on to new pastures. Yeah, he keeps like destroying like shipping lanes and fishermen's livelihoods everywhere he goes. And he, he has to he keep moving around in order to dashes avoid being fishermen attacked. across everything he touches. Yeah, it's, he needs to keep this, moving, otherwise the people will chase him out of town with pit, torches and pitchforks. This this needs to this an end needs to be put to this. We need to bring this man to Neil Patrick justice. But who can who, who who can possibly silence the powerful voice of Neil Patrick Harris? Is there like such a thing as an anti-singer? A what? <laughs> oh wait, you could get someone to do. You could get someone to do the perfect opposite notes 
Ooh. In terms Possibly. of the, the waveforms? Cancel sort out. of cancel out the power of his yeah. voice for long enough for us to get him into an anechoic chamber. Yeah. There used to be, um, in old school D&D, there used to be a thing called countersong, where if a bard sang a song that had a certain effect and you were also a bard, you could sing a countersong to cancel it out. So think of it like that. Right, what classes can put that... What classes can use that? I, I'll put an ad Only out. other bards can use it. I think music Only other bards, so I do need it, another yeah. bard. Yeah. I need a bard to match Neil Patrick Harris. The Neil Patrick Harris's power level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we got a title for the episode. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, that's one problem that this is, conversation has resolved. Yeah. Alternatively, I could just take a recording of it and, like... Can you, like, invert the frequencies? Is that a yeah, thing? Well, that... that's, yeah, well, that's how uh, noise-cancelling headphones work. They record the sound outside of them and then invert the waveform so that you don't hear it. I will put noise-cancelling headphones over his mouth... <laughs> and it'll force the singing back into him. Maybe he'll explode. He'll he'll explode. The ships will be propelled away. I mean, I, I'm concerned about what it would do to Neil Patrick Harris himself. But sacrifices need to be made for the sake of not killing a bunch of fishermen. Yeah, it's Hammer the Fisherman. I'd, I'd blow up a thousand Neil Patrick Harrises before I let this. Company die. I was going to try and think of some way of, like, saying fishing fleet or something. Before I let this fishing fleet die. I just decided to boil it down to what it was, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that was what I was referencing. I just felt that the pretense would have been useless. (laughs) Speaking of things that are useless, shall we wrap up this segment? Let's wrap up this segment. (laughs) Oh, look, look, the problem's been resolved now, I guess, or at the very least he's stopped for a bit. (laughs) We may we may have we may have come across a solution. So yeah, I'm, hopefully I'm it will be gone by this time. Next, next episode. that there will be no repercussions for this whatsoever. No, not at all. Um. So, did we play any indie games in the last like whatever amount of time? Month. Well, I'll do that. Bit? You had no way of knowing, but that's something of a sore subject on my end of things. <sighs> oh dear. In fact, you did have a way of knowing because I actually informed you yeah. both. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I I must have just forgotten. Obviously, I've already talked about the fact that I played Near Automata, and you should all play that. So I don't need to repeat myself there, but I did because you should. It is really right? very good. Because you know, at the end of the day, that's what you should be playing if you haven't already. Yeah. If you if you are wanting to play a video game, yeah, that should be the choice that you make. Please do. It's. It just means so fucking much. But anyway, slightly more deficient in the department of meaning is a game that I played called Vane. Vane. Now, I've actually written the synopsis of my experience with Vane. I'm going to do my best to describe it to you. Now, for context... Okay. uh, This is not a game that really tells you where you're supposed to be going or what you're supposed to be doing. Basically from moment one. Right. Uh, there's a bit during the the uh, prologue 
where you're supposed to, like, your path gets blocked off and you're supposed to turn around and there's another path behind you, but nothing really sort of draws your eye towards it. So it's not very good at sort of directing the player, and it seems to be marketing this as a plus. Like, this this is something they felt they should brag about. Right. The store description says that they want you to, you know, teeter right on the edge of being lost. Because it's it's one of those. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my experience was. Here's the synop- a synopsis of Vane. We open on a tower in a storm. Uh, there is a small child holding a gold statue of the upper half of a squid. Uh, he does a tumble off of a small ledge, and then we're in gameplay. Now, it's difficult to realise that you're in gameplay, because constantly the game has the... Uh, like the black bars at the top and bottom of the screen that are sort of universally in games indicate that you are in a cutscene. Those don't go away at any point. The game just looks like that at all times. So you do get control at that point. You run towards a shelter. The path is destroyed by some lightning. This was the bit I was talking about. You're supposed to turn back and go down a path behind you. Uh, the game does not really telegraph this. After a lot of walking while synthesizers blare, which was an... I don't, like, synth music is an odd one for me. I, fe- I feel like there are very few situations where synth music kind of is applicable, but maybe that's just me. After a certain amount of that, you reach another shelter where a tall man with a beak honks at you and you fall over. <laughs> uh, you are then promptly sucked up by a tornado. Uh, and the game fades out. And then the game fades back into the title screen, and you are just a bird now. <laughs> no okay. context, no explanation. We don't even see the child waking up as a bird. I, we've no guarantee that it's even the same like entity, other than the fact that, I guess, we've read the store page description. <laughs> so, you're just a bird now. I'm... I have yet to determine what the bird is supposed to be doing. The bird has no stated objective. And the rest of the game, as I understand it, seems to consist of flying awkwardly around a very big desert looking for bits of scrap metal and hoping that they do something when you shout at them. Just hoping? Just hope, because not all of them actually do anything. But sometimes um, if you squawk at them, you can coerce birds into bending pieces of metal for you. Uh, not that they ever have any real effect. Like, the, la- the last thing I actually wrote in my little journal here is Session 2. I have now coerced the birds into breaking a large wind vane. I am not sure what we achieved by doing this. <laughs> so that's um, vane. And I've, I looked into the... I I was curious as to how this could be allowed to happen. So I looked into how it was received. Incidentally, the multiple reviews I found that used the tagline, you probably think this game is about you. It's not that funny. No, it's not. It's It's certainly not funny enough for multiple of you to have been doing it. But anyway, I digress. I mean, put it this way, can we stop pretending that having a non-combat-focused game 
about exploration is an innovative take on game design. Yeah, I mean, I have I have a thematically similar thing I wanted to talk about as well, so I guess yeah, we'll, like, we'll move on to that when you're done. But... In, a, in a time before Journey, I could see this having some kind of... Like, I could understand the presence of a certain amount of that chatter. I could have written it off of, as, you know, well, we didn't have this stuff codified yet. But at this point... Like, this style of game has been done many times before, and better. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Ledger? <laughs> Blender? Someone just shouted Ledger and then disappeared. Oh, <laughs> sorry. The chat mod has just said that uh, soup is being blended at the moment, so that's uh, uh that's, that's the soup ledger ghost. Yeah. Um, we don't do you know need what... more ghosts. <laughs> we do you just know what is... don't. What? Oh, what sorry. Is? Uh, Martin just said, "Got to clear up my soup debts." <laughs> Uh, do you know what else is funny? Josh? What else is funny? The description that I put for the uh, Josh's Deep Thoughts thing. Oh, yeah. Because I've just read it and I'd entirely forgotten this, but it made me... I was tr- struggling not to laugh at it for a while there while we were recording stuff. <laughs> I'm going to take a little gander at that. Let's take a small goose. Shove it up your bungle. <laughs> Please don't. It's me back again. That. That is the single funniest thing anyone has ever done. <laughs> is... If this just chair thought... weren't awful, and if I was never going to get it into a comfortable position again, I would give you a fucking standing ovation for what you that have accomplished. Brilliant. <laughs> Your listeners will have to go and look this up for themselves if they want to enjoy what we please, just did. Please, it's, it's, you know, it's a multimedia experience. It really yeah. is. That, 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 you on a little that's the kind of blast. innovation we want to bring you with the uh, the Indie Haven podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. There, there's layers to that. Oh, Martin Bryson just liked Birth of a Wish, Josh's Deep Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> nice time. 11 seconds ago. Uh, has now written XD in the chat with the the D being uh being lowercase, which I find particularly funny. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's edited it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever. That gone for the blender is. This is some fun. I'm enjoying the fun we're having. All of my best jokes are in there when I'm not recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um so in summary. Yeah. <laughs> in summary, yeah. play near automata and Play near automata, head, stay and... clear of vein. I was curious about it because it was bird, I guess. I don't know. I like birds sometimes. Birds Here's the thing, the bird might potentially have been a crow, in which case I've never played this game. Oh yeah, I have nothing. I've, I've never got a even video heard of, of it game. on my channel, but I've never played it. If it's a crow, might be a raven. Whatever it is, it's oily as fuck. It's a <laughs> shiny fucking bird that accomplished nothing. 
I think the main problem that I have with this game is that, you know, it's just got no respect for your time. Mm. Yeah, there's there's all this, you know, sugar being talked about it in reviews. Like, like I don't... I don't understand the reviews as I read them, because, you know, a lot of them start off with this paragraph about how it's, oh, it's so good, it's good to see that, you know, it's not all about violence and there are narrative-focused exploration experiences that, you know, attempt a different tone and, you know, try and tell meaningful stories. Second paragraph. The game's fucking terrible. (laughs) But in a, like a pre in, a, in like a pre journey pre Stanley Parable world, like that yeah, might exactly. have made sense. This, but we're not this there shit's anymore. It's been codified now. Like we've seen, we should expect better by this point. There, there are standards to yeah. by which to judge this stuff, and it simply doesn't measure up. I mean, but by like, that same like by that same measure, I did want to talk about something that actually has a weirdly similar name. Uh, I played on the PlayStation Network, and it's called Rain. Not to be confused with the Risk of Rain, which is a good game. Uh, <laughs> rain is exactly that very similar thing, except it's more generic, less experimental. Rain is you're not a bird, basically. Like, no, that's you're experimental. You are okay. Okay, get get the mind blowing originality of this idea. You play a small boy who's lost oh, in the fuck. night. Okay, oh, fuck. and you have to chase a ghostly young girl. Through the night, as she's being pursued by monsters. Who's ever heard of this fucking idea before? (laughs) I've literally never heard of Ica. It's like, okay, you're non-violent, it's all about solving puzzles on a platforming 2D plane. It's just as generic as an indie game gets. (laughs) And their whole gimmick is that you're invisible... Unless you're in the rain. Okay, so the whole thing is you're invisible and all the monsters are invisible unless you're so standing like in the rain. So it's like that bit at the end of the Ben Affleck Daredevil. <laughs> Basically, it does look like that, yeah. So there's these invisible monsters and you're also invisible and you have to hide in shelter to hide from the monsters and then you can't see them and it's this whole thing. But it, it's just, I don't even need to compare it to anything because it is any of like 50 different indie games that have come out in the last 20 years. Yeah, it'd be quicker to list the stuff that it can't be compared to. Yeah, seriously. And it's just so... It it pained me because I was looking for something to play that I could recommend on the podcast. I thought, I'll try this. I'll try a few different things. And I came across this and I thought, okay, let's give that a go. That looks indie enough. And it was... At first I thought, okay, this could be intriguing. It starts off with this little cutscene done in all watercolour effects. I thought, okay... That's a nice aesthetic, maybe they'll stick with that, but they don't. They drop that, like, after the opening cutscene, which is about five seconds long, and then immediately move on to an in-game engine series of cutscenes, which also double as a really boring tutorial. And from then on, it's exactly what you'd think it would be. There's some very basic platforming puzzles. There is some mild horror, as they would say. Um, That's it. I mean, the monster isn't even particularly frightening. It's just a weird, blocky, giant thing and some dogs. <laughs> and some dogs. Yep. The rain in vain falls mainly on the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the indie game I played this week was called yeah. uh, Train. And you're on a train <laughs> in it. and You would you you... better be lying. There is a game like yeah. that, but it's not called yeah. Train. 
No, no, I just needed something that rhymed. I almost went with Bane and then made a joke about um, the Batman oh, villain hello. Bane oh. solving <laughs> platforming puzzles to try and save his sister. I'm, I'm still here from that one episode when I was on the show. I've never left. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, etc. <laughs> He's gone now. He's gone. I I flipped the switch on his back and he fell asleep. <laughs> Just like General Grievous. <laughs> Saves power at the end of the day, doesn't it? You know. So much fucking General Grievous stuff happened on the internet in like the week after we recorded that, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Grievous thing. It was yeah, just, it, it was the singularity of Grievous. Yeah, it's not quite as impressive as if I'd made Marie Kondo a character on the podcast on that episode, because around the same time that all kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, boy. Our uh, lightsabers did make a fine addition to his collection. They did yeah. indeed. The finest editions. Um... By the way, I didn't play a game called Train. I played a game called A Normal Lost Phone. Oh, I've heard that's really good. Oh, yeah, it's a very, it's a very small indie game where you are in control of the UI of a mobile phone. You are not given any instruction of what to do with it. It's just a phone that you picked up and isn't yours. The gameplay loop just involves. Going onto any apps that you can access, gathering information, and then using it to solve how to get onto other apps by working out passwords and such. I think I've heard of this. Yeah, it's it's been around a while. I'd be mean to check yeah. it out for ages. So, yeah. so it is the same one. Okay, I was worried for a moment that there were two that were that. Well, it's got a more recent sequel, which I haven't played. Oh, yeah. Which, um... Which apparently just refines the experience, adds some more depth to the actual gameplay, and is a bit longer. Oh, nice. Uh, but I don't, I don't really want to. I don't want to talk too much about the game itself beyond that. Yeah. It's an exercise in empathy to an extreme level, and the fact that absolutely none of the gameplay isn't just controlling a phone. Yeah, it works really well for what it is. I don't yeah. want to talk about much more about it because I I think that it's something that people should experience themselves. It's very yeah. short. Mm -hmm. You can get it. Um, you can get it on like your phone as well, and then control right. it as if it's your phone's UI. Well, that's clever. I actually got it free because Google Play did a thing where they were like, uh, "You get two pounds to spend in the store," and obviously they want you to spend it on microtransactions to get hooked and shit. Yeah, but I just used it to buy a normal <laughs> phone. I think it's... Uh, on, how much is it on Steam right now? It's real cheap. It's probably on sale because a Steam sale is happening at the moment. $1.49. So yeah, that's like pocket change. Yeah, it's very yeah. cheap. It's very good. It's pretty short. And it manages to have a coherent narrative despite the fact that it's literally just going through a phone. The way they have set up the progression of what information you can get and what information you need to get to the next part means that uh, by gaining deeper and deeper levels 
into the owner of the phone. It also progresses the story along. I just think it's a really interesting and well done little experience. Yeah. So I actually recommend that one. <laughs> really be checking that. We actually get one recommendation this week. That's nice. Yeah. I guess to make up for the fact that I, mine was just a really harsh criticism of an indie game, yeah. uh, I'm going to see something I'm excited about. Yeah. Well, no, save it, save it for the next one oh, in case you okay. don't play another. One. Did, well, yeah. it's not, it's not finished yet, so it won't be like there'll be two things. Like, one, I'll save for the next one, but I did want to mention that I'm really excited about the new Christine Love game which is called Get in the Car, Loser, and it looks really good. So, And I love her games, so yeah, check out anything Christine Love has ever done, which is what I've said before. Uh, also, if you want an extra Twitter follower, follow Swery on Twitter, because apparently he just follows back literally anyone. Oh yeah, anyone. he just follows oh, yeah. you back. He I already do. <laughs> he, fo- <laughs> he follows all of us, and he follows Of Horse, and he follows Indie Haven, and he follows Podhaven. Yeah. So, yeah. like, He's an excellent <laughs> follow boy. So now we're officially a sweary approved podcast. Swear yeah. approved. approved. Just of it. like every single other podcast because he follows yeah. anyone who <laughs> Sweary really is the epitome of game theory. His his Twitter's adorable as well. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sweary. I still need to play what what's it called? The missing? The Yeah, yes, yeah. I've been meaning to play that as well. I really... still need to play that. That yeah, sounds like it would be something I would very it, much appreciate. It looks very much up my alley, that one. Uh, but, I mean, I also really like like Deadly Premonition and a whole bunch of things he's done. So Deadly like... Premonition. Like, a, lot of, a lot of people sort of like it in spite of itself in a lot of ways. Like, I honestly think it's a good game. I genuinely, unironically think it's a good game. Yeah, you get the people it's, who are like, it's, oh, it's funny, yeah. but it's it, you don't really get how Square does stuff. It's like, yeah, it's just... there's more than just the face value silliness at play here. This is a person exactly, who does yeah. know how to make games, even if like kind of crowbarring in a lot of the combat stuff was possibly ill-advised. I don't know. Even I mean, it's not crow? like it's bad. It's just sort of boring. Raven barred it. Yeah, I thought I heard the word crow, and it's no, 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 saying it. no. That's no, a crow bar. Oh, okay. It's not, a, which is not for the record, a bar of crows. Crows. <laughs> It is a me- it is a metal structure used for the leveraging of objects. I'm just looking. I was just open my Steam library, just kind of fiddling about in the background here, and I noticed that Hellblade VR is in my library. That's and a Hel- weird one. Yeah, Hellblade has but, a VR version. Yeah, apparently there's a VR version of Hellblade. Huh. I can see that working to some degree, but also like VR third person. Just I don't sound. get the point. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't no, sound very would, appealing. It sounds like it would make me even more ill than first person VR. So, <laughs> and it's not like yeah. it'd even really work in first person because, like, even if you could somehow make the like controls translate, there's so much stylistic stuff done that would just be completely lost. Yeah, I feel like that's a very weird choice for that. It's like yeah. the VR is one of those things that's just not meant for some of us like myself, uh, because I I can't. Well, not only is it absurdly expensive, I also can't really use it properly without feeling motion sick. Yeah. Um, VR is honestly a thing where all of the actual good applications exist outside what it's being sold as. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It it, it has a lot of potential for various interesting things, but not really yeah. the way it's being used. Mm. Mm. It's a damn mm. shame. Uh, well, speaking of things that are a darn shame, Josh, yeah. your existence. 
<laughs> oh, cheers. Do you want to tell us cool. about it? I'm going to tell you about some things, so open your ears up and hear that, please. Okay. Okay, so, right. it, here comes the things. So, you, you'd better have readied yourself for them, because there's no excuse at this point. You can find me on Twitter, at no crows here because there are no crows around, near, on, or within me. At all. I'm just a, an ordinary crowless friend tweeting about stuff on this twittering feed. Crows don't tweet, do they? They caw, so that's, there's your evidence right there. You see, yeah, you see, I'm not... You don't need to be an ornithologist to work that out. <laughs> Fuck's sake. You can also, of course, find me on YouTube, The Abominable Showman. I've got men, many videos. <laughs> you do also have some men. I do have men. I've got men. I have videos. Uh, I've got a video, in fact, of Vane. So you can watch that if you like just exasperated silence as a bird moves slowly past some sand. Hmm. Um, I went on Twitter a... because you reminded me of the existence of Twitter and the first tweet was just everyone shut up about Bionicle foreskin <laughs> I've missed something clearly yeah there's uh, some context there that we sorely yeah. need uh, speaking of things without context your existence Martin yes well completely lacking in context you can find me on Twitter too uh, on occasion uh, uh Fry Freiburger, that's F-R-I-E-F-R-I-E-B-U-R-G-E-R. Um, and also on, I guess, like, basically every social network of some description. Um, I do the social network stuff for this very podcast, in fact. And I'm also on Tumblr, though I don't really use it anymore. Uh, this and that. I think that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I stopped again. I I've said this before, but I stopped using Tumblr when I couldn't look at porn on there anymore. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah. It's just, just no further mm. point. I still have some stuff hosted up there that I use for like a writing portfolio, but that's basically it at this point. There's an of horse Tumblr, but there like is. I've never interacted <laughs> with it whatsoever. I just know that it exists because Conrad mentions it at the end of the episode. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. <sighs> Uh, speaking of me, then, mm-hmm, and yes. my my whole scene of horse is a podcast that I do. Oh my yes. god, that's porn! <laughs> sorry, what? Um, what? Um, just out of sorry, nowhere. Sorry, on Twitter, I was just kind of uh, gradually scrolling, and there's someone who's uh, they're silhouetted, so you can't properly see it, but they are definitely squatting down onto. A rather large dild. Wow. Um. So that's something that. <laughs> that's something that's we decide off. That yeah. Witnessed. Oh, apparently. Um. This is it's it's by a porn artist who I used to follow. Uh. Hmm. Called um Rio Agawa. Uh, and apparently they're non-binary, which I didn't know. That's hmm. nice. Hmm. Um. Always nice to hear a so, new non-binary person has emerged <laughs> from the the holes. Uh, but yes, regardless, that that's that's the thing that happened. But you can go and listen to Of Horse. It's a 
Bojack Horseman fan podcast with me and Conrad Zimmerman and um, American Josh, Jake Spencer. Uh, you made me we... think of American Dad right there. How dare you? Uh, you can also go on Twitter at ChemiWords, C-H-E-M-Y Words, and YouTube, youtube.com slash Cunningham. Tomorrow I should be recording something new for Gungan Watch. <laughs> Uh, I have so much fucking, I have so much fucking shit to talk about with Gungan Watch. I've got a ceramic Jar Jar head mug. I've got a Naboo that opens up, and there's some wiggling little, um, wiggling little Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and Darth Maul all just wiggling about in there. Excellent, more wiggling. It's my favourite part of the show. Yeah, I've got, I've got a Captain Tarpaul's action figure unopened that I'm gonna unbox on screen it's gonna be great but i need to actually start recording shit these things won't be in the thing i'm recording tomorrow because that's something else to do with going and watch but if you like the sound (laughs) of all that just just go and check out my youtube channel and with that uh josh do you want to round us up with some advice bit of advice uh when you're making your bird game (laughs) because i cannot stress enough how fucking disappointed I was by this. Don't... Don't assume that we owe you our attention. (laughs) That's Uh. the problem. It's it's just the conceit, the arrogance of it all, as they expect you to just give their bird the benefit of the doubt in the hopes it'll eventually go somewhere as if any of us have the fucking time of day in this godless universe filled with infinite misery. I don't remember if we had a funny sign-off on this podcast. Um, we don't. No, no do it's we just different say, every time. We, we just say bye. You, you just one. let me speak. And well, yeah, no, the the awkward silence that follows then... Josh's sign-off is usually the funny sign-off. Yeah, and then yeah. we say bye, and then that's funny. So it's not like we don't have a don't eat turtles, please, or a suck a dick dumb shits on this one. Yeah, they're both good. Those rules are both good, but I feel they don't fit. They're both good bits of advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining we're fading out during this conversation. Thanks for listening to Podhaven.